Hello and welcome back, Pathfinders. I am your host, Rick. This is the Mummy's Mask playthrough on the Find the Path podcast as we continue making our way through the first book of Mummy's Mask, The Half-Dead City, Jim Groves. Great book. Everybody having fun? We all good today? I mean, I'm not really looking forward to the fact that my face is about to be eaten by scarabs, but... You'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good here. You Obvious. say with the shield of protection from swarms. <laughs> Can I, like, jump into your square and, like, you know... We all hide like behind on your ass. One squeezes into one square. I don't think that's how that works. No. When last we left our heroes, they had continued their uh, exploration now of the House of Penteru. There was a wormy dog. Yes, there was a horrible death dog they managed to fight. They also fought a couple of skeletons who appear to have a very sad backstory. Rick likes to make us feel things about the enemies we're killing. Uh, oh, but only after we've killed them. Then we get to feel bad That's about true. It. All of these scarabs are part of like a peaceful scarab commune. Well, then they shouldn't be attacking us. <laughs> but now you've invaded their scarab commune. Well, I guess they're not too peaceful. Maybe they're just trying to talk to us and none of us speak scarab. Well, they probably talk with like the little buzzing sound of the wings, kind of like crickets. They talk with claws. So when you guys had continued your exploration, though, you had opened up this door to what you believe was possibly a granary of some form, where they would have stored grain down in a well to keep it dry and safe, and uh, subsequently... away from the sand. As much as they can. The bottom of this well, however, was filled full of scarab beetles who were swarming their way up to kill all of you. And when we left off, I believe I was going to be getting initiative from our party. Let's queue up a little bit of... Uh, Combat music going there. Segura is ready. We're pretty ready. Did you probably nothing? To be honest. They might be big enough that we can squish them. They are not. Well, there went that. Segura is prepared to do nothing. I don't even have a torch. Hey, at least we get to skip the uh, the first round where we ineffectively slash at it before going and grabbing torches. I think you did two rounds last time. Speaking of Segura. Uh, uh, 21. 21 for Segura Mabe. I just thought I would be really, like, cool and get candle rods and set torches. <laughs> and that's not uh, Curse my use of glow sticks. Jordan? Uh, Sudi has got a 17. 17. Rachel? Citra only has an 8. Mmm, Heather. On yours gets a 9. 9. So, combat breaks out. The Scarab Swarm gets a surprise attack round, since apparently no one noticed it quite in time. It uses that surprise attack round to climb halfway out of the pit it's in. Oh boy. Which brings us to round one of combat. Sagira Mabe has first initiative. Is there a lid? No. If there was, it was probably wooden, and much like many of the wooden things here, has rotted away in the past 2,250 years. in front of us? Yeah, there's stone. Could we just close the door? I mean, potentially, although it's not airtight and this is a swarm. Oh, good point. Hmm. I sold my shield, or else that could maybe be a thing that I shoved on top of it. Let's the, uh, see. The hole in the ground is eight feet across. You're standing in front of Onuris, and you know he has torches in his backpack. So yeah, but I have, like, it's easier for you to grab a torch out of your bag than for me to dig through your bag my entire turn. Um, grab yeah, since my it's lamp not stored on you, and... you'd need to use a move action to take the backpack from him, and then you could do a second action to start digging through and then finish it up your next turn. Yeah, it's 100% easier for You would then need or... to use a separate action to retrieve your flint and steel, and then take a full round action. I don't have flint and steel. Does anybody have a torch out? No, no because it's we... daytime. Yeah, it's daytime. We haven't needed one yet. Um, does my elemental assault actually damage these things? Yeah, the fire damage they would do would actually damage them. Well, then that's what I'm going to do. Or technically any element. They're still halfway down the well, though. They're not actually up yet. Oh, they're not up yet? No. I mean, I've got my lamp on my belt. You could grab my lamp and dump the oil on them. Nah, Sagira's going to say... I was really hoping you're going to go for a one-liner. Oh, (laughs) I... No. Bug off. <laughs> I'm not doing anything dramatic right now. Um, I was going to say, let's just get out of here and close the door and buy ourselves a round or two. Like, get out, close the door, put oil on the floor. Yeah, have the chance fire. to... Prepare. I'm going to... Segura's going to be like, and I'm going to step out of here. I suggest you do the same. We can close the door and buy ourselves enough time to get some stuff lit. Run away. And Segura right. runs behind on yours. So you flee 10 feet back. You still have a standard action if you like to do anything with it. The only problem is I'm pretty sure this swarm goes before me. <laughs> Well, then they'll get to the top of the thing. Um, I don't really have anything helpful. So I'm just going to be here, ready for the next step. Sudi. Well. Sudi gets his own combat music. (laughs) I have combat music. 
It's like I'm in a book. Because <laughs> books have the, well, cause, No, because they, they don't have movies, so like, you know. It's like I'm in a play about myself. Oh, I'm in a play about myself. That's a much better uh, thing I could have done. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Sudi's going to grab a torch. Nobody else can light this, can they? You don't have spark or anything? I have the opposite of spark, which is create water. <laughs> so he grabs uh, flint and steel. Alright, so your torches are held your back button? Yeah. No. So it's a four round action return of that, so you need to use an action your next turn to retrieve your flint and steel. Yay! So Sudi retrieves his torch. Okay. That would bring us to the Scarab Swarm. It climbs another 10 feet up to the top of the pit. It then double moves and swarms over the party. Yay! Uh, it will occupy all the squares that you guys are occupying. Provoking an attack of opportunity from Sudi and Sagira, which would hit them ineffectually and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. true. So then the swarms just kind of run over Ooh, all of you and then eat. That well that's empty. We fill it in water and then we make them Sagira takes somehow. two points of damage. Sudi takes six points of damage. Ow. Citra takes two points of damage. Onuris takes one point of damage. I will need a fortitude save from the party. Oh, great. I get a nine. I get a seven. I get an eight. Onuris <laughs> gets a 17. <laughs> there it is. Somebody's going to save. The rest of us are vomiting. No, you guys are fine. Well, I hope not, because then we're all dead. On yours. Yeah, I activate my shield. Very well. You would kick in your shield. They need to make a... Looks uh, like we'll save. Yeah, DC 11. DC 11 will save. Saves aren't that great. Wait, did I get to know anything about this? Yeah, you could make a knowledge nature check if you so wish. They passed the save. Crap. I get um, a 21 on my knowledge nature. Okay, so for your retroactive uh, knowledge nature check, you would know that scarab beetles are indigenous to uh, warm de- deserts, particularly those in the uh, northwestern or northern portions of Peru. They are small, usually carrion feeders. They very rarely swarm. You would know that some religious scholars theorize that scarabs are prone to swarming because they are drawn to the same malign energy that causes some undead to rise in Osirian. Although most people regard this explanation as pure superstition. But it's believed that they really only swarm in vicinity of undead. More or less it's like a pack tactic to kill undead and then devour those bodies. Uh, you have two questions that you may ask pertaining towards the scarab swarm. How fast does it move? <laughs> scarabs are capable of moving as fast across the ground as a regular human. They are able to also climb and fly. Although they cl- fly rather clumsily. Okay, well then, uh, do they have any arch nemeses in the natural world? <laughs> That's uh, tons and tons and tons of things eat scarabs. Um, including if you brought your cat, your cat. <laughs> what about snakes? She did make friends ah, with yes. snakes. Ah, yes! What about vipers? Uh, I mean, they would probably eat a scarab. I don't think they'd approach a thousand scarabs. <laughs> <laughs> How about some vultures? I mean, the vultures, upon seeing the scarabs come flying out, would go, nope, and then go flying off since they really can't get to that body anyway right now, so you're kind of blocking it in. Sad. Okay. So, um, Anir's use the rest of my turn. Um, you have move action remaining. I want to. Can I start digging around in my bag? Yes. I'm going to start getting a torch out. Very well. Uh, you can start the action of getting a torch out. Citra. Okay. I'm going to unhook my lamp from my belt. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to yell at everybody to stand clear. And I'm going to ready so that when everybody moves out of the way, I'm going to open the oil container and I'm going to sprinkle it all over the scarabs. Okay. And by sprinkle, I mean soak. <laughs> so move action to retrieve that standard action to, uh, or readying an action to use your standard action. Yes. Bring us around to the top of the initiative, Segura. Okay. I'm going to move um, out of the things. Okay. And then I'm going to swift action, activate my elemental assault fire, I guess. Very well. And then I'm going to swing my sword down at these stupid scarabs. First time the rest of the party has seen that. Oh yeah, I can do this now. <laughs> I, I, I would just assume Sudi's seen it. I've been able ones. to do this the whole time. Yeah, Sudi's probably seen it. Uh, yeah, you can't critical swarm, so... That is true. Oh, you did get an at 20? No, I got a 19. Oh, okay. But I have a big threat range. Well, not big, but 19 is 20. That's like a 27. A 27 will strike your target. And the only damage that matters is the fire damage, right? That is correct. I do six points of fire damage. 
Nice. Six points burning the swarm. So it screeched some of them popping and dying under the flames. A delicacy. What a world. Sudi. Sudi's going to take a five-foot step uh, mirroring Segura out of the swarm. Full round action to grab flint and steel. Very well. So move action to retrieve your flint and steel, and then you can start trying to spark off the torch. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. All right, and that, I believe, would actually trigger Citra's ready to action. I'm still in the swarm. Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Well, you're, just, like... you're just pouring it over one square. So you'd be pouring it over the square next to oh, you. Oh, that's that true. Yeah. Oh, I can only do one square? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Pouring it over that one square. I'm going to set that one square on fire. It still somehow magically damages the whole swarm. I don't think when you kill a swarm, you actually kill every little bug. I think you just kill enough that it dissipates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'd be here forever. So Citra sprinkles all of that out, which actually moves her in initiative order. Uh, Scarabs. Yay. We've made it hard for them. Yeah. That portion needs to stay where it is. So the uh, the segment of the scarab swarm that was swarming over Sagira swarms past and goes over uh, Sudi, provoking attack of opportunity from Sudi. Is my torch actually spark. lit? No. Oh. So you kind of smash it a couple of times I, I, and stop. Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't really matter then. It then swarms over the party, dealing four points of damage to Sudi, one point of damage to Sagira, or sorry, Citra, and two points of damage to Onurus. As they continue biting viciously. He activated his shield. No, it, they made the will save. They made the will save. Oh. Uh, on yours, I need a fortitude save. And then it's your turn. I get a 23 on my fortitude save. All right. Um, I'm going to take a five-foot step towards Sudi. So when he gets his torch lit, I can light mine okay. off of Sudi's. <laughs> Come on, baby. Light my fire. <laughs> I, I will point out that uh, Sagira's blade is still burning. I'm oh, hey, yeah. I'm right beside her, too. So, so five foot step move action to. Maybe, maybe don't take the spot I was going to be in. To oh, how long these... does your thing last? It lasts two rounds. Oh. So, okay. well, you could five yes. foot step move action to light the torch off of her and then standard action to swing the torch into the swarm. Yeah, because you can take a five foot step diagonal beside me and still hit the swarm. I mean, I can, but why did you move? <laughs> to get next to. To get in base to base. And I was also too. in the swarm, so now I'm out of the swarm. Well, I'm not going to move into a swarm. There's a space next to me that's not swarming. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying yet. it's weird. I don't, it's fine. Well, then why didn't you five foot step into that? Yeah, I know. It, it's fine. Whatever. Because I didn't realize her thing was still on fire when I took the five foot step. So I was oh. going for Sudi because he was lighting the thing. I thought her attack was only one round. Nope, it's as many rounds as levels I have. I get a nice, sorry, math. I get a 23 to hit this worm. A 23, you would rear back plunging your uh, torch into the swarm. I just I could have lit yours as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. You guys do know that there's a giant thing of oil in the square. That That's why I'm trying to light it. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the square that she's swinging at. Yeah. She's oh, basically okay. in contact with that square, mm-hmm. so I thought she was lighting the torch off of her yeah. and then using her torch to light the oil. Okay. Is that the plan? Yes, that's Very what well. Onyris' okay. plan was. So you would plunge your tor- torch into that. The oil would burst into flames. Uh, Rachel, if you roll me a d3 for your damage, uh, you do uh, one point of fire damage to the swarm. Okay. Two. Two? The swarm bursts into flames. There's more screeching from the swarm as it flails around. It's the end of Onuris' turn, bringing us to Segura. I hate swarms, just for the record. Me too. When we find this guy, we're going to bring a swarm in a jar, and we're going to release it on him. To who? To who? The writer of this book. (laughs) Hey, buddy, you like swarms? And then we run away. Anyway. Whose turn is it? That's me. I get a 20 to hit the swarm. A 20 will strike the scarab swarm as you plunge your weapon into it. I do five points of fire damage. Five points of fire damage. And my fire goes out. Still searing the swarm. Oh, wait. I have two weapon fighting. I don't know how elemental assault works. It's just, it adds a d6 of element damage to melee attack for one pound per level. I would assume that means all your melee attacks are one round per yes. level. Then I swing again with my kukri. Co- I, I would think so. Oh, would an 18 have hit, though? Uh, an 18 hits. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to swing again with my kukri. I wish that these could be critical. <laughs> this is like the second time I've rolled my crit range. 25. Bravo. Yep. Wow, I do six more fire damage. Six points of fire and damage. And now I'm at my... Oh, my fire's gone. I did my damage. Did good damage, too. I'm out now. I'm useless. Sorry. Nope, I'm done. Citra. Do you have more oil? I do. I will grab one of my extra oils. Very well. Uh, I believe it's stored in your pack. You may want to move out of the swarm. Uh, Okay, well, I assume the extra oil is in my pack. So I have three extra oils. Very well. So, So. yeah, it would be a full-round action to retrieve that next vial of oil. Okay. Get out of that square. I'm going to five-foot step out of the square while I 
dig in my bag for my extra oil. Very well. I get ready to sprinkle some more. <laughs> oh, right. Sooty. Okay, so... Getting your torch lit. Well, aren't, you're lit, aren't you? You're lit now, yeah, so I mean, there's so. no point in me trying to, to spark it off, so I could just lit? like... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> he said lit. I'm lit. <laughs> Dude, I'm so lit right now. Uh, so I'm going to uh, spark mine off of Anuris' uh, torch, I guess. Take a five-foot step back out of the swarm. Cool. You could also plunge it into the uh, burning beetles. And then... <laughs> yeah, I was to say, there is a square of just burning beetles right now. Does Why that do burn you... on my turn or their turn? It will burn again on yours' turn, because that's the initiative point that it uh, yeah. was lit. Okay, It'll burn out after this next turn, but you'll get to do another D3 points of damage And then I guess turn. I'll Smack. whack the swarms. Very well. With stuff. Let's see here. You plunge your torch into the swarm. So Sudi goes into a uh, whirlwind, spinning his uh, torch as he just basically just tries to create a little whirlwind of fire in an inferno, and I'm guessing... He's he writing just... his name in the air. <laughs> <laughs> he's, doing like air ri- like, he's doing like a ribbon dance type thing. It's like one of those long exposure pictures where you yeah, there there's you go. There's a photographer. <laughs> All right, yep. So that's going to be a 22. You uh, you managed to burn the swarm for one point of damage. That's Bravo. <laughs> Dramatically. Dramatically. One point. Uh, that will bring us to the swarm as oh, it will... Oh, they're not Yep. As it swarms over, it's actually going to ignore Sudi, and they're going to swarm over Citrus, Segura, and Onuris. As they come piling in, provoking attacks of opportunity from... I think Onuris is the only one that can do damage right now. Yep, because my fire's gone. I think it's 21. The 21 will strike the swarm, though. I you do. sear it. Yeah, he smacks it with his torch. They pop and scream as they swarm over all of you. Alright. Does uh, Citra have used magic device? Segura takes one point of damage. Yeah. Citra takes two points of damage. Burning hands. Onyris only takes one point of damage. (laughs) I'll need a fortitude save from Onyris. Why just me? You're the only one who hasn't failed yet. (laughs) Get it 17. 17? Alright. Still holding strong. We all have filth fever. That'll bring us to uh, Onuris, although the oil does burn on this round, so D3 points of damage of oil. Two. 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 Very well. Continues burning away at the creature. What is that, like 16 points of damage? Probably, yeah. Onuris gets an 18 to hit the, to ignite the swarm some more. An 18, you would plunge your torch back into the swarm. So I do a point of damage because there's something yep. to roll. I don't know why you keep looking at me expectantly. <laughs> Describe dramatically how you're ribbon dancing also. <laughs> That's not really on yours' style. <laughs> He's carefully touching one at a time. <laughs> has nothing on his face. Okay. This is fine. He's having to mutter a prayer to the gods every time. Sorry about killing your sacred beetles. Sorry about killing your sacred beetles. Sorry about... <laughs> Maybe stop sending them. <laughs> For asthma. Do people eat these? Probably. Yeah. We're cooking them up real nice. midday snack. Protein's protein. I don't think they have cows here, so... They have cows? Yeah, they do have cows. Well, I would think they have more, like, oxen or something I mean, like that. a half-or has a cow head. <laughs> well, that's true. Sigur. <laughs> Sigur moves all the way out of the swarm. Very well. Sigur falls back. Every Suli for herself. So if I caught arrows on fire, would that do anything if they hit the swarm? I mean, yeah, they would technically do the, the damage for All right, the then she's gonna fire. drop her kukri and kopesh and pull her bow. And uh, reach out one of her arrows to light it off of Suli's torch. No, there's Suli's torch. Er, sorry, Sudi. Sudi, but there's nothing on your your arrowheads aren't flammable. But my arrows are. Can I not just shoot flaming arrows? <laughs> not or probably feathers with, on not the probably end? without burning your the string and your bow if you just caught the entire arrow on fire. See, if you I, had like some oil or tar or something to dip it in. I was gonna say they they I wrap the don't. they wrap the arrows in like some kind of a cloth. So I have rations. <laughs> I don't think rations are flammable. Just throw some rations I mean, down the hole and hope they go back away. <laughs> you probably catch I mean, it on fire. I don't know if you've ever been to a cookout or well, camp I mean, before, but yeah. people like I to... put a marshmallow on the end of my arrow <laughs> and I light it on Your trail rations are marshmallows? They're just <laughs> s'mores. Only s'mores in <laughs> my trail ration pack. I would say, I'm going to assume that your character, I know you have a scarf. Do you have like a cloak or anything like that? I don't think so. We're second level. I have nothing. I have whatever comes in a ranger's kit minus torches because I got candle rods instead. Then you have a hot weather outfit? Uh, yeah, I think that's what I wear. Yeah. So I was going to say, if you wanted to take off like your scarf or anything like that, wrap it around your blade, you could then light that on fire and swing it at them just as an improvised torch. It's not going to last very long, but it'll probably last for this fight. Okay, I guess I'm doing that. 
Very well. So I'm actually not going to do any of the things I described, other than, <laughs> other than a five foot step out of this swarm. So retcon that. So uh, you're going to five foot step out, move action to pull off your uh, scarf, move action to wrap it around your weapon. You'll be able to light it off with the move action next turn. Yeah, that's right. All right. Citra. I'm going to finish pulling out my oil and frantically shake it into the square that uh, on yours has a... Onto on yours? No! <laughs> <laughs> You're hot! No, I said it all! Oil Jeez. up the golden boy! <laughs> he's already oily. Like, he looks like he's golden. But you put the oil on him, like, you know, like Mr. Universe competition, <laughs> like oil and muscles up or whatever. I think I like the tall gold he's guy. He's doing that from, like, thing where he's dancing his pecs as he fights <laughs> <laughs> You're, now, you're no. now played by Terry Crews <laughs> in gold paint. <laughs> Uh, I want to be played uh, by Terry Crews. Right, I, I do too. I, I, I was thinking awesome. he was Xerxes. Sagira is now Sagira is now Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Is Terry Crews in a scarf? Oh, Terry Crews is the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terry yeah. Crews. Okay, so anyway, so I'm, I'm basically frantically dumping my oil right, into yes. the, the one next to the diagonal. So behind me, diagonal from. They're still just crowded here in front of this door, fighting their way through the swarm. Yeah, you have a move action remaining if you'd like to take it. You can get out of the swarm. Uh, am I in the swarm? Yes. Oh. You're always well, in the swarm. I can't just see. So, yeah. Yes, five foot step out of the swarm. You're, you're dancing with the swarm. You can use a, another move, or you could use your standard action as a move action to start retrieving another vial if you want to. But Yeah, I'll do that just in case. How many vials of oil did you buy? Three. Three? Okay. So I've so. used one. I'm going to have to go buy more. You've also emptied your oil lantern, so if you plan on using that, you're going to need to use one to fill that up. Yes. I know. Well, it's so. daylight. Hopefully it'll be okay. From Citra, we go to Sudi. Uh, let's see, you just lift that up. Wait, oh, they moved. But Onuris is closer to that to light it off, so I'm going to try to keep the bugs off of Onuris by kind of like outlining him in the fire, <laughs> attacking the square that is he's in. To be fair, I think um, even hitting him with the torch on Onuris. Yes, Onuris would turn to Sudi, you can just hit me with the torch, it's fine. <laughs> He smacks the bugs on your head, like just like starts hitting you with the torch. I, I like the I like the idea that he just kind of like gingerly just goes, just like thumps you just lightly. No, you could also. Oh, hit it didn't me. work. <laughs> and just like whaps you over and over and over again. You could also hit Sagiro with Very the well. torch, and it would be okay. What will your bludgeoning damage? But <laughs> what is my bludgeoning damage? Would that be a D four or what? Uh, you have to hit the swarm though. Okay. Yes, you're hitting the swarm. Oh yeah, that's right. I have Onuris an actual... is just telling you, don't worry about accidentally hitting me with the fire. It's fine. Uh, you could have covered him and lit him on fire. Uh, Twenty one. Oh, yeah, twenty one. Twenty one will strike the swarm. Yep. One whole point of fire damage. Very well. As you plunge your torch into Onuris's face, it's a uh, acid sure. that Onuris has to worry about. Oh, that's sad for you. I have five everything. <laughs> well, element except for Sonic. Except for, uh, well, yeah, that's not an element. Nobody ever has Sonic. It is an element according to Pathfinder. Okay, Pathfinder, make up your own things, but Sonic is not an element. Really? No. Nah. Yeah, really acid isn't. Acid's what they use for Earth. Yeah, yeah. Earth. Because you can't just be like, dirt power. <laughs> that would be really I don't know. Earth Have you seen the Planeteers? Come on. <laughs> you put <laughs> sand in my eyes. I was thinking Earthbenders, but okay. Like giant stones. Planet, but yeah, but like it's not the same as fire damage. It would just be bludgeoning. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So hey, from zombies, that's there, we go to the swarms. The swarms will swarm over... Everybody? Actually, everyone but Citra. Provoking attack of opportunity from... Everyone not but Citra. Citra. On, everyone but Citra. I get an, on yours gets an 18. <laughs> that's right. That's Citra. Uh, Sudi oh. gets a I'm 19. I can't do anything. 18 and 19 will both strike your targets. We each do a point of damage. That's true. Yay. Continue to beat down the swarm very slowly. Uh, they swarm over all of you and start chewing. I don't think I don't see you, Heather. Looking what? over at my initiative tracker and hit point damage. <laughs> I need to know. Three points of damage across the board. I should have asked that. To I get Citra, um, Onuris, and Sudi. Oh, sorry, Sagira, Onuris, and Sudi. Oh, how many what? Three points of damage. As they swarm over all of you, Onuris, I'll need a fortitude save. Also, it's your turn. Uh, Onuris gets a 23 fortitude save. Gotta fill that eventually. <laughs> Onuris only gets a 12 to hit the swarm. A 12 will not hit the swarm. You fail to ignite the swarm. The oiled ones are now swarming over you. Ah. Don't it's worry, okay. Sudi's got your back. I'll light those for you. It's fine. You're really. fire ish. Sagira, you have wrapped your scarf around your blade. My your, short uh, hair flowing in the wind. What color is your hair? I think it's the first time anyone in the party. It's like shoulder it. length, black, and like slightly curly. Yeah, I'm just gonna like shove my scimitar that's now wrapped in my really nice scarf Co-patch. into. Oh yeah, it is a copatch. <laughs> We're not in. That was the important era. part of the sentence. 
into your torch or whatever. If there's beetles yeah. on fire next to you, whatever. And then I'm gonna sweep and to light the ones that are covered in oil. Yeah. Well, I've got to get it on fire first. Yeah. yeah. So you have it on fire, and now you have a standard action to swing your weapon. I'm gonna. Well, first of all, I'm gonna five foot, five foot step out of the swarm, and then I'm gonna swing down at a. Uh, from there, you can't strike the ones that are on, on yours. Those are the ones go, that are oiled. Go, go yeah. Five foot. You have to go five foot step the other way. Oh, I'll do the other way then. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Well. They're still gonna swarm me, which is what I was trying to avoid, but it's cool. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll uh, see if I can light you on fire. <laughs> Um, that's like a 22. 22. That, that'll do. So one point of damage from your makeshift torch, and uh, Citra, if you'll roll me that d3. One. Very well. Maybe roll higher. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? <laughs> Speaking of Citra. Next time. Now the beetles around on yours are all on fire, and he's like, whatever. <laughs> uh, so you can use a move action to finish retrieving the oil from your pack. Yeah. You feasibly take a five-foot step and just dump it all over on yours. God, jeez. <laughs> well, you've got one right in front of you. Well, well, yours could to be was... fair, he's on fire but not screaming. So. <laughs> I'll, I think I'll dump it on the square that he's not in. He's the one is directly behind me. But, but someone else is going to have to light it at that point. He can do it. He's got a torch. I can also do it. Sita can do it. Somebody can do it. On yours can throw himself into that square. <laughs> just roll around. <laughs> I shall dump the oil oh, into the square behind me. All right. So that is Citra's turn, Sudi. I'm going to do something dramatic. I'm going to step out of the swarm. That's not dramatic. <laughs> I'm going to get next to Onuris. I'm going to go over to that swarm that's currently a little uh, damp. Ribbon dance. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone the that, since we're not ever. like filming this, everybody's missing Jordan's little like interpretive Yay. arm. Oh, I, I did, I'm taking my arm and doing kind of like the, the wand, like the first Swish year Harry Potter swish and flick. Like, kind of thing. He's actually Levious. casting... Uh, Leviosa. <laughs> no, it's Leviosa, uh, not Leviosa. Uh, 15. He's levitating the uh, A 15 will not trick for you. What? Stop being so dramatic. <laughs> Just hit the spider. Sudi was doing really spiders. well with being dramatic. He was paying off in spades up until this point. <laughs> it's because you just took Dang, too long to describe 15 it. 15 not hitting it, though. That's... After Sudi, we go to the Scarab Beetle Swarm. Uh, which continues to screech as it burns. It still can't swarm over the entirety of the party, so it's just going to swarm over everyone that is not Citra. Because, in their opinion, Citra's not actually doing anything to them. They're moistening them. <laughs> They're trying, she's trying to put us out! Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We like you way more than that ranger over there. <laughs> you would think the ranger. Anyway. That will provoke an attack of opportunity from Segura, Sudi, and Onuris. Oh, yeah, I have fire now. Onuris rolls a perfect 20. Okay. I get a 16. He does something very dramatic with the torch. I get a 26. No, dramatics well. apparently does not work. You do something practical. Onuris so, and Segura manage to connect. Sudi just screams and flails as bugs go swarming over him. You gotta is get it out working? of here, buddy. Uh, is it working? Onuris is on fire. He just stands so, there dramatically. Citra, Citra, Citra do you have, on. like, a cloak? No. So do you have a skirt thing that hangs? <laughs> After being on fire for a round, not anymore. <laughs> I like to think that Sagira rips off your clothing that's on fire and just blankets them. On yours needs his clothes. No, no, you don't. Blanket. No, I veto that. Actually, I need what I'm clothes. imagining is the like you I were like this kopesh is not working, and so you just like grab your scarf and you do this whip motion <laughs> it around. Was on, it was on my. That's what I'm saying. Is like, like it was have to unwrap it. It would take a long time. Oh. The scarab beetles. Seeing your superior use of fire flying off. Uh, honestly, they just run past all of you and go back down their hole. We shut those doors forever. You've killed like three-fourths of them. All right. I'm, uh, I don't know, like seven down? I have nine hit points. So do I. We all look a little sick, except on Uris. Yep. You just Uris look slightly would, burned. Yeah, put, it, put the fire out. Ooh, they, they eat dung and stuff. <laughs> I know this. I made that roll. I channel oh. and everybody gets three back. I'm which feeling is slightly better. Not... Uh-oh. Everybody gets another six back. That Yay. puts me at full. I'm down four. That puts me at full. Dang, son, you were hurt. I got hit the you... hardest, yeah. All right, I'll live. Do you not have a potion? I do have a potion, but drink. I've been saving those for well, a drink real... drink your dang potion if you're that worried about it. Mm. Jordan. I'll bear it. Well, it raises you... the valid concern of, uh, do you want to burn through all those channels when you know there may be further holes? Yeah. There's definitely yeah. undeads here. Look how many scarabs there were. I heard a rumor that those are only here because of undead. <laughs> Sigur seems the type that she probably believes in all the superstitious farm people. (laughs) She believes everything and nothing. It's very weird. She believes it, but only until it's proven Mm -hmm. wrong. 
Well, I don't know about all of you, but I'm really starting to hate bugs. I never liked them in the first place, but I do believe that they will become one of my favorite enemies. (laughs) Well, we're not not (laughs) taking charisma checks, so we're not going insane, and that's good. All right. You're very. What is this charisma you speak of? <laughs> what is a check? Goodbye. All right. Hold on for a sec. While Roll I damage this. for the fourth wall smacking Sudi in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't. You take one point of charisma damage. Oh. Scarab swarm, please. You garner experience for defeating a challenge rating of three. Dang. the party two hundred XP. That's, we're not leveled up yet. Oh. Oh, we haven't even made it into the building yet. We haven't even. There's a whole centipede situation over here on this side. I I'm think thinking, we should avoid I'm that. I think we should have just fought the centipede and dealt with it. We would have come you do realize centipedes eventually. are worse than scarabs. Well, I don't know. Maybe in your opinion. I could hit a centipede. I could hit a centipede for sure. Anyway, there's a little there's a little place. Yeah, there is an open uh, archway next to the room that you just finished. There are also three sets of doors leading inside of the building. Let's look in the little room first. Yeah. Very well. Dusting yourselves off, the vultures would return making their way back down and simply perching nearby. Now seemingly more interested in watching all of you and waiting for you to die. I want to be friends with those vultures. Anyway, let's go in this little room. I'm going to, like, uh, check all of my bites first and clean them up best I can. You'd be able to do so if you have a a water skin on you. You'd be able to at least wash out the wounds. Oh, I do have that. I guess we should clean ours. If you're doing that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess. Mm. I usually create water to get the oil and dead bugs off. You just give everybody a shower. (laughs) Pretty much. So, quick drenching of everyone from Onuris. You can all stand around for a couple of minutes and just sunbake out here until you're a little bit drier and then make your way. Shall we see what horrors lie within? Hopefully, it's undead and not bugs. I like that we're hoping for undead now. Maybe we shouldn't jinx ourselves because now it's going to be undead bugs. I could still hurt those. Maybe. Undead swarm. Undead swarms of big things. <laughs> undead skeleton head swarm. <laughs> Again, the whole jinxing thing is what I'm worried about right now. You're very superstitious. Anyway, we go into the store. What's inside? Hey, that sounds like something undead. Turning and making your way over Uh. towards the door. Uh, A wide archway would stand here. A single step would lead up, making its way inside, although that provides this some protection from the sand, which is blown in elsewhere. It doesn't provide complete protection, as the sand has managed to blow in from the door and kind of makes a splayed pattern across the stone floor within. Glancing about inside, you would find a not overly large room, some 15 feet at a side, you would say. There are numerous shelves built into the surrounding walls, set at various heights, as well as what seem to be the remnants and remains of what were probably once sacks and barrels, although these have collapsed again over time, simply leaving the iron rings that once held the barrels together. Any of those of you who wish may make me a... Let's go knowledge engineering or a uh, profession cook or innkeeper or something like that. I have none of these things. Uh, engineering, I get a six. Six. I actually would also allow a knowledge nobility. Okay, I have that. Don't have that. Uh, on yours, gets an 18 on the nobility. On yours, you would notice that this does seem familiar to you considering your own background. Although something not necessarily anyone else in the party is aware of. But... It is common for the nobility in any country and Osirian still to not really wish to see the servants or the servants' everyday tasks. This is probably a pantry. There's a single door that exits from here and into the main building. This was most likely the pantry. That door probably leads into the kitchens in the main house. Okay, we can start in the kitchen. That seems as easy a way in as anywhere else. We should search here to make sure there's nothing useful. Make a perception while to search the room if you so wish. 15. 26. Citra gets a 21. Sudi and Citra could both take a look around and tell there are a number of empty carapaces, as in something seems to have probably been eating the scarab beetles. Glancing about, though, whatever it is, it isn't here now. Okay, well, that's not useful. Into the house. Yeah? Yep. We should probably close doors behind us as we go. Uh, There is is no door here. I was more talking about the door we were previously. Oh, we definitely shut those scarab beetles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> we're, not, we're not letting a surprise, like, scarab resurgence come Can we us. have left a message just like, scarab beetles don't open? <laughs> Dead inside, don't open. Yes, but, but scarab beetles. <laughs> Opening the door, you would have to push to get this door to slide open. Oh, they probably have it barricaded. You're not entirely positive this barrier, or it's just settled in over the millennia at this point that this is set unoccupied. 
The stone door would slide enough for you to be able to actually glance inside before stepping into the room and it's full. Okay. The chamber beyond is fairly large, some 20 feet at a side, although it's somewhat difficult to tell as two large stone tables would sit against the walls of this room on the far side, and a third one immediately off towards your left-hand side. A small square wooden butcher's block would stand in the corner of this room, now almost collapsing under its own weight with the passage of time. A stone oven, though, sits in the middle of the far wall. A humanoid skeleton would lie beneath the table on the far side of this room, surrounded by smashed pots and other debris. A single open doorway leads out of the far side of this room, or the left-hand side of this room. How dark is it in here? Are we going to need light sources? This room is dark. There's some light filtering in, although it's all dim illumination here right now, as the light's filtering in through the open doorway that you just pushed open. And you can tell that there's light coming from somewhere, a steady flow of natural light coming from somewhere towards the center of the structure, although you can't tell specifically where. Um, Onuris is going to go ahead and cast a light spell on Sagira, just in case we need it later on. Sudi would have kept his torch, so we still have a torch. Uh, Uh, Let's go to once over. Onuris will approach the skeleton and say some prayers over it. While oh, there's a skeleton. My weapon is out. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming we all have our weapons at the ready, but Onuris is going to go say some prayers for the skeleton. It stabs you with a knife. Glancing over the skeleton, you would note that this skeleton, the clothing seems to have disintegrated entirely with the passage of time. Still wrapped around him is what appears to be the remains of some sort of leather jerkin. This probably wasn't a servant. This looks like armor. Or it oh. was at one point. This seems to hold in place an almost utterly rusted and unusable hilt and blade of a dagger, which was plunged and then left in his back. Great. Say prayers to the old gods and Phrasma. Tigira pokes him with her. Oh yeah, Sudi's got the whole Phrasma thing, so prayers. Just to see, just to make sure. He's not getting up. He would have animated when I knelt down next to him. There's no need to poke his bones. Yes, the filing the dead so. is not what we're here for. Not defiling. I poked him. I didn't slash him. Citra rolls her eyes at the scene and continues to search the room. Well, you may make a perception check to search the room, if you so wish. Citra gets a 23. So, searching through the room, while Onuris kind of lays out the skeleton, Sigura stands nearby and eyes it suspiciously. And mm-hmm. Sudi, are you... Oh, I'm just watching this big old open doorway that we have here on the other side. All right. With your torch in hand. Yes. You don't find anything of any value in this chamber. Honestly, it just looks like someone came through and smashed. Anything that was wooden has decayed away to pretty much nothingness, but the stone tables still remain. Mm. Well, all right. Then once uh, Onyaris would finish his prayers, he would stand up and, I guess, wait for Segura to make her way into the next room. Yep, into the next room. Slipping free of the double doors, I suppose Segura taking point. Uh, Sudi. Actually, I know, I think Citra usually walks alongside of you to check the traps. Yeah, the traps. You would step out into a hallway. The walls here would be covered with faded but still vaguely discernible designs. A repeating pattern, a red diamond seems to be a reoccurring repeating pattern, although exactly what that's used for, you're not entirely positive. That's their whole decor style, I don't know. Yes. Looking off towards your left, you would see a set of double doors, which you know would lead to the courtyard outside that you just came from. Mm-hmm. Directly across from you, you can see another open archway that leads further Although you can't determine exactly what's inside of there, it looks like it may be... There look to be hieroglyphs in that room, although it's only a single four-foot-wide doorway, which leads into the chamber. Okay. The hallway you're in, though, continues off towards your right, making its way a short distance before heading into a fairly spacious room with a large table. Uh, I guess I would glance back at Onuris and say, there's some more hieroglyphs that way, or we can go this way. I mean, I would like to investigate the hieroglyphs, but I'm assuming we're going to search the whole floor eventually. It's true. I mean, it's more, do we want to do the outside and then the middle, or do we want to... I don't like the idea of anything sneaking up behind me, so I would rather get the outside than first. We can do a perimeter check before moving further into the building. Okay. Then I'm going to head toward the hieroglyphs room. Very well. Striding your way forward. Uh, Carefully. (laughs) <laughs> Making sure there's no tripwires or anything, I don't know. Stepping through this archway here, is uh, Citra checking the, the archways, or are you just waiting until you find doors and things like that to search for traps? I'm checking the archways, just to be safe. Okay, you can roll a perception roll then. <laughs> Citra only gets a nine. It Citra, looks perfectly Citra safe. Citra thinks it's great. <laughs> it is perfectly safe. No, Go right ahead, Sagira. Sagira side-eyes you and steps forward. If I die, my ghost is haunting you. As you step under the archway leading into the room, you would enter into another room. (laughs) 
The room beyond is not exceptionally large. Still about 15 feet at a side. A door exits out of this room opposite of the one that you just came in, and a third door, counting the one that you've come through, exits off towards your right-hand side in the center of that wall. The left-hand wall, you know, should be the same as the outside wall leading out to the courtyard. Light would stream in from the door off towards your right-hand side. As you can see, natural light just filtering in from that direction. A fair amount of sand scatters across the floor, although from where and what, you're not entirely positive. Looking about the room other than that, though, you do see that uh, the hieroglyphs and images of fantastic beings cover the walls of this small room. A small stone shrine, dusty and thoroughly defaced, would stand against the wall off towards your left-hand side. That's uh, a shrine of who? You may make an old religion. I get, I get a 12. A 12. Glancing it over, you would note that this, uh, this shrine actually contained three separate altars dedicated to the gods Abadar, Phrasma, and Serenray. That's... And it's been, like, strange. messed up? Yeah. It looks like this entire place was defaced. Well, the uh, plague made people go mad. Sigura's gonna walk over and, like, set the things back up. I imagine... I don't know. Maybe there's statuettes knocked over. She sets them for that they're back up. Uh, they've know. been badly damaged. What are the rest of you doing in the meantime? On yours is gonna help dust off the shrine and everything. You said it was Abadar, Phrasma, and who? Serenray. Serenray. Uh, I'll watch the rear and uh, watch the archway behind us. Yeah. I'll be searching the rest of the room. On yours, we'll set the shrines, help Sagira set the shrines back to the way they should be. And On yours, and Sagira can get along. And offer prayers to these gods and, you know, please don't smite us. Well, we didn't do this. See, Phrasma, we're helping you out with this one shrine in somebody's house. What do the hieroglyphs and stuff say? It just seems odd that it would be these three. Guys. Well, like death and redemption and... Capitalism. Capitalism. This seems very noble. The redemption's kind of weird. But that whole Kadira thing, I don't know. I just think I would have thought it would have been the old Well, guys. this would have been before Kadira had invaded us. Uh, well, maybe they were... No, it would have been after. The 2,000 years ago was after? Yes. Oh, I thought that was a, more, a way more recent thing. Well, in the grand scheme of Osirians... 8,000 year history. <laughs> it's, but anyway. yes, it was, this was the Kelish were still occupying uh, Osirian during this time period. So they probably had to have one to Serenray. Regardless. When the city was founded, it was still founded during the Second Age of Osirian. Regardless, we're just cleaning up a shrine. So Sagira's setting those back up. Sudi is watching. Uh, yeah, watching the hallway behind us. Very well. Citra said. I am searching the rest of the room. Very well. And on yours is helping reading the, the and reading the hieroglyphs. Well. I will allow Sagira to make me a, uh, let's say, a perception or just a knowledge nature. Either one. They are the same. <laughs> a seven. I rolled a nat one. Yeah, these seem to have just been badly defaced and rather messed up. Sad. Sudu so watching the surrounding halls. Go ahead and roll me a perception roll. Okay. Uh, get a twenty. Twenty. For a moment distantly, you think you hear the sound of maybe wings, as if perhaps there's some sort of small bird or raven or something that's gotten inside of this house and is just stuck somewhere. Hmm. It's not persistent. It's more that you would hear the flapping for a couple of moments and then it seems to settle. You can't tell exactly where it's coming from. Hmm. On yours, looking over the hieroglyphs in this room, the ancient Osiri hieroglyphs on the walls offer praises to the three gods. They list several common prayers to each. The shrines mostly seem to be dedicated to Abadar for fortune for the family, Phrasma for guardianship of the family after death, and Serenre for good weather and sun for the farms and uh, servants under their command. So the basics. Yeah. All right. Well, clean up the shrine as best we can. Are these figures working on anything? Not destroyed such as they are. They're simple okay. stone figurines. Cool. Citra glancing over the room. There's no sign of any tracks or anything else that you can see in here. No sign of... You can only guess that uh, Segura assumed that this place was probably smashed and disturbed millennia ago. All right. I guess we're going to continue around the perimeter. Yep. Uh, yeah. So we'll go... Uh, basically, we entered in one side. We go out the opposite side. As uh, Citra walks by, though, she's going to weave a gold piece on the shrine. She didn't help put it together. But I was going to say, yeah. I mean, Sudi would have to say a quick prayer for Asma also. Yeah, but do what we can to repair it as quickly and, you know, what we, with what we can and then move on. Reconstructing the sign, as you walk by the uh, the door that exits off towards your right-hand side, you can tell that that one, the one that the light's coming from, leads into a central courtyard. Hmm. 
Hmm. This inner courtyard seems to have a tiled walkway which is around a square patch of earth and sand. More sand seems to probably accumulated simply from the occasional sandstorm that rains down into this house because the it is open on a balcony to the second floor and then to a skylight in the roof. Mm. At one point or another, you can only imagine, like most of the noble estates, at the very least, uh, on Eurus would be able to tell the party that they would usually have shutters that could be drawn across the top of the skylight. It's raining to stop mm-hmm. the rain and... Well, the rare rain and, and sandstorms. Yeah, the sandstorms. Did you grow up in a place like this or something? Yes. How did you end up as a priest? It was a choice, like any other. Hmm. So where did you... Like, like a big house like this, or was it smaller? Bigger. Grow up in a bigger house? Did you grow up in this town? Yes. Do I know of any fancy people in this town? Uh, you may make me a knowledge, local or knowledge nobility. Are your relatives gold-skinned too? No, I'm the only <laughs> Azamar a... in the family. 21 n- local. Uh, with your 21 no- local, you would know that there are actually only two big noble families located in the city. There are the Akinti, uh, which are kind of like the new blood nobles. Uh, then there are the Mafre which are like the old blood, oldest noble family in that the city. That sounds more like you. Are you a Mafre? I was once. But no longer? I left. Is it because you were gold? No. <laughs> were not. you exiled? No, I left of my own free will. <laughs> I don't see how this concerns anything that we're doing. You're our friend now. We will know all of your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's disturbing. I follow Didi, but love <laughs> secrets. <laughs> Okay, so from your experience of growing up in a house like this, what can we expect next? This is a fun game. (laughs) This is a fun game. What do I know? What should we find in this house? (laughs) We have a shrine room and a courtyard. What's next? I mean, the upstairs is going to have the bedrooms and things like that. Downstairs somewhere, there's going to be a kitchen. That's probably what was down the hallway we didn't go through. You guys just came uh, we, we, we came into we, we, we well, the dining room. The dining, oh, the dining room should be yeah. down from the kitchen, mm-hmm. probably okay. close. There'll probably be a study, something like that, maybe probably upstairs, depends on how large the family was, how many bedrooms they needed. Hmm. And there's going to be a bathhouse somewhere. Oh, wasn't Wait, that? in the house? Usually, yes. Oh, I thought that was oh. what we saw outside. No, that would have just been a, probably a pool to sit by when there's nice hmm. weather. Hmm. All of the commoners here are staring <laughs> with wide eyes. But I mean, I can middle that, class, but they... It's the idea of all that water just sitting there. Interesting. You, you mean everybody got their own room? Of course. Oh, well, that's not... People get their own room. That's a thing. In rich people's houses, maybe. I was going to say, I never had my own room. I always shared with my brother. I don't think you have to be that rich to have your own room. I had my own room. This quickly devolved into a Syriani <laughs> uh, politics and economics. Um... Anyway, yeah, we continue on because... I guess we'll keep walking because now we're all thinking about our growing up situations <laughs> yes. and the amount of rooms And we're we distracted had. from the thing that's creeping up behind us. Considering your family's backgrounds and everything else as you press on, you would step through into the next room. A door would have once separated this room from the chapel area. The chamber beyond is not very large. Immediately upon stepping in, I, I'm going to say almost all of you, except for I think uh, Sudi and Citra have established that they grew up really poor. The other two of you, Sagira and Onuris, would be able to recognize this as a privy, oh. as they have an indoor privy and don't have to go to an outhouse outside somewhere or just dump it after using a chamber pot. I grew up poor. I didn't stay poor. <laughs> I don't speak, I for, your, speak for yourself. I'm still poor. Well, you chose to be a priest. So you just use a litter box. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the world is your litter box. <laughs> That's why I'm in Osirian. So much litter. Uh, non clumping though. A stone privy is... <laughs> You have to give dung to the beetles. Come on. Uh, A stone privy is built into the wall of this tiny room, uh, and a large stone table with a basin stands against the other wall. A mirror once hung above the table, but it seems like it's been shattered probably centuries ago. The floor is covered in broken glass and dead scarab beetles. Hmm. A headless corpse sits upright on one of the privies. Jesus Christ. Somebody uh, got this. Ah, oh, this is the guy. His from pants pulled down and around his ankles as oh. he would sit there as if interrupted in mid business. That's really uncool. Sagira, me, I look at Onyaris and I say, Should we put his head back on? Is his head anywhere there's nearby? No, head in here. no, it's the head oh. is gone. And is he a skeleton when you say corpse? No. Or is he meat? He's, he's fleshy? Is Relatively. That weird. To mention, there's more scarabs in here. Is it weird that he's not a full skeleton? Yes. Even um, the scarabs that we've seen. I walk probably. over and I poke him with my copesh. Oh, I, I don't was, stab him. I just poke him. 
gently to see if he comes alive and tries to eat. I'm going to step forward and gently push Sagira out of the way and make a heal check on this poor man. I just assume that I'm going to have to murder. Oh, on your gets a 22 on his heal check. With a 22. Considering that it wasn't directly exposed to the elements, it is somewhat kept in here. It looks like some insects have come in here, but there's not nearly as many insects in here as you would expect. Perhaps just the necromatic energies of this place. He's not fresh, but you would honestly think that this body is probably only maybe three years old. Oh, somebody else broke in here. Interestingly enough, this this man is wearing a simple jerkin as well as not currently wearing his pants, but with pants and a simple pair of shoes. He's carrying no weapons. He's carrying no items to carry things off with. He's carrying no gear or equipment to break into a place, no rope to escape from this. What kind of... Just clothing. What kind of quality is the clothing? You would consider it to be maybe a craftsman at best. Maybe he was here. Maybe this was his old family house from, like, ancestors. And then I would grab your elbow and say, but what if there are scarab beetles in the in the trough, in the toilet situation? We should leave immediately. I'm going to say prayers for this poor man. Should should we leave him on the toilet? Though? He might be the only reason the scarab beetles haven't attacked us yet. Is there a lid? They're under him. No, I mean, is there a lid? We could move him and put the lid down. There are no lids in this whole structure. Onuris <laughs> ignores no this entire conversation <laughs> and lays this poor man out <laughs> on the ground and says you, prayers for him. You may make a perception roll. Sagira seems very concerned, <laughs> so she may make a perception roll as well. Oh, my God. Onuris gets, oh no. get gets a 19 on his perception <laughs> check. With a 7, yeah. Sagira would begin kind of like spinning around, waiting for the uh, the swarms to come. Nothing comes flying out of there. On your giving a side glance down uh, into the privy and with your dark vision as well. <laughs> you can uh, see all of it. <laughs> it's just dried. He obviously hadn't used this. It, there would have still been here. something. Somebody took his head and his gear. Someone put him here. Somebody took his head and his gear. And put but him why set him up like he's going to the bathroom? Because there's holes. It could be intimidation. Or they could think it was funny. You make it you make it seem like this place is so dangerous that you can't even go to the bathroom here. Sand golems. No, sand goblins, not golems, that's weird. Please dear God. <laughs> I'm pretty I, sure that's the thing. I think we should exit the bathroom. I am on board with this plan. So all of you would turn, laying out the body, eyeing the headless prayers. corpse curiously. Distantly Sudi and only Sudi would hear that flapping again. Oh, Oh. As you would all turn and continue to make your way, and we will pick it up here next time, Pathfinders. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening, Pathfinders. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please go online and rate and review us on iTunes, as that really helps us. If you would like to find out more about us, you can find us at find-path.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at findthepathchan. Until next time, Pathfinders.